Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rightfully So podcast, uh, the podcast for first-year writers, for instructors, lecturers, and for anybody who loves to nerd out about writing. Uh, our topic for discussion this week is time management. Uh, and anyone who has ever been in a first-year writing classroom, either as an instructor or as a student, may recall that the greatest barrier to any writing project is time management. Uh, and I recently had a conversation with my students uh, in my general ed writing classroom about time management and, and addressing you know, concerns and anxieties about um, how do we manage a, a, a large writing project. Um, my students confessed that this semester is the first time they've written a paper longer than two or three pages. And I'm having them write a 15-page research article. So they're understandably apprehensive about the, the process of writing and how much time it's going to take to do that and, and just sort of unsure of how to approach such a significant undertaking because it's a new experience for them. Um, and it was sort of eye-opening for me from, a from the lecturer standpoint because um, I sort of take these things for granted. You know, uh, going through graduate school, we wrote a lot of you know, 15, 20, 25 page papers as just routine coursework. Um, so it was really refreshing to get their input and their feedback um, and their perspective on this. So I thought I would take some time uh, to sit down with Jeanette and, and Carrie to sort of talk about how do we manage these longer writing projects? Um, what can we do to, to make them seem less intimidating? Um, how can we um, manage tasking in a way that um, allows us to, to sort of get through the project without feeling like we have to sort of sit down and do it all in one big chunk. So I thought before I, I share my ideas, I would throw it over to um, Jeanette and Carrie, who's joining us live via satellite from a remote location, uh, to hear what sort of what sort of tools and tricks they might be using to manage um, sort of these longer, more involved writing projects. So when you were talking, it's interesting. Um, there, I remember someone, and I, I think it was a writing instructor in college who told me to write a little bit each day. And I really hated that advice. Um, personally, it didn't work for me, right? Like I couldn't, cause I, it would take a while just to get to the point where I was like, okay. And then I'd sit down to write and I write a little bit. And then it's like, it ended up like I'd need to go somewhere because I'd only scheduled this little pocket of time. So I think it must work for some people, right? Like, so the advice was given to me and I assume it was like working for them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so for me, what tends to work is a deadline where someone's going to look at it. So I might ask Carrie, and I've actually co-written with Carrie. So this was, <laughs> I'm thinking of that one time, you know, we, we wrote together, but if I knew that I was going to see Carrie and Carrie was gonna read, even if it was just a page or a paragraph, um, that did motivate me because it was sort of like, okay, so someone's gonna look at this and I care what she thinks. I don't want her to think I'm stupid, um, but she's a peer, right? Like she's not um, the ultimate audience like that is a little bit more scary and you know, all that stuff. Like, so um, that helped me. An accountability buddy, I like it. Um, 
it's funny you say that because my course is designed that way. I'm very much invested in the idea of writing as a process. And so my goal is to have students complete three to five pages each week from this week through to, to the end of the semester. So that comes out to about five weeks that we're working on this writing project. And I'm like, three pages, five weeks, 15 pages. I'm not good at math, but that seems to add up. Um, so yeah, the account, and, and there's peer reviews at each week. So they're supposed to come in with like three to five pages. We're gonna have a peer review about a specific aspect of the writing that week, and then we'll come back and, and do that again the following week. So I've built in this idea of the accountability buddy um, and a deadline. So um, I feel like I'm sort of on the right path there, right? But I'm very much like you, Jeanette, like, you know, writing a little bit at a time doesn't work for me. I tended to be the um, read, research, sort of think through the project and then crank out the entire first draft in one sitting. But that's just how my brain processes things, right? I, I kind of just percolate on information until I sort of um, focus on an idea. Uh, Carrie, how do you approach these sort of writing projects? Well, um, coming to you live from campus, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say watching students in the library right now working on an essay. Um, the one thing I do think that I, I try to stress to students too is that we as instructors know that time management is a skill that takes time. <laughs> but no, it, it's a skill that we know that they are still trying to practice, still trying to learn. So it's not that when we talk about time management, it's not that we have the expectation that they have it mastered. Um, and, and so as, as much as I try to be kind of understanding and, you know, kind of forgiving about that at the same time, it's like, but you do have to, you know, recognize and take responsibility for knowing, you know, like we've been saying those deadlines. And so I think what's beautiful about the GEW class, which I never had, uh, as an undergraduate, I never had just a class that was like how to write an essay and going through the process. But one of the things that I love about it and I love teaching it is that we we do build in, like you were saying, those deadlines um, for drafts. And that accountability does, I think, help to kind of say, okay, by this stage, you should have this much done. By this stage, you should have this much done. So it helps to break it down in a way that is manageable to get them to a point where where they can practice those time management skills, I think. Um, and so, so for me, because kind of like you, but like I would sit down, I probably wrote my master's thesis kind of in one sitting, <laughs> the first draft, at least I should say, <laughs> the, the rough draft came out in one sitting, um, but that was after tons and tons of pre I mean, it was, you know, months and months of doing all that research. And then it was, okay, now I'm going to sit down and just write the thing, you know? Um, so I think for students, it's important to know that, you know, while we do have this expectation that you're, you're planning ahead, we also know that it's not like you're going to, um, that it's not going to be a perfect system and that you may be writing it, you know, the day before, um, and we know that, and even though it's like, well, that's not ideal, but I also understand that sometimes, you know, as students even say, the pressure of the deadline, I think is, is actually kind of part of it. And that's okay because we set those deadlines for us. And that's what I mean. That's 
what I try to do in the GW classroom, we set those deadlines for a reason um, to kind of help them with time management, I think. Yeah, I think if I were just to introduce the research project and be like, okay, it's due in five weeks. And in the meantime, we're going to focus on axes and, you know, um, thesis statements and stuff. I feel like most of them would get to week four and be like, oh, shit, I haven't written this thing yet. <laughs> I haven't even started the research. Holy crap, I totally forgot about it. Um, which is why I built in like all these deadlines and these multiple peer reviews was was to sort of keep them in the mind that there's something due every week, right? Like, so it's a it's also a routine. Like the way it's set up is that, you know, there's something due every week. There's going to be a peer review every week. There's going to be a chance to revise the content you've already done every week. Um, just to get them used to like writing as a process is something that you keep coming back to. It's not a, you know, oh, I did this thing and then it's done. It's no, we're going to come back to it and do it a little bit more. Um, and, you know, to Jeanette's point of, of receiving advice from instructors, I'm guilty of the, oh, it's like a page a day, just write a little bit at a time advice, right? Thinking that it's helpful because it, it, it's an old school time management technique of taking a much larger task and then breaking it down into small bite-sized pieces that are less intimidating. And me assuming that the, the student's issue is just being intimidated by the time investment um, when it's really, I think, more complicated than that. Uh, ultimately, at least based on the, the feedback from my students um, this week. Uh, one of the things I, I may suggest in the future is this idea of timing a task to see how long it will take you. Um, because if you've never done a thing before, you don't really know how long it takes. And so your ability to estimate how long the task takes is inherently flawed. And this is something that is is fairly routine in my day job as a technical writer. Like we do a lot of like time tracking. So I have a really good sense of like, oh, well, this is going to take me four hours, nine hours, what have you. So that when they come to me and say, hey, how long did you do this? I can give them a reasonable estimate. I'm like, oh, it's going to take us 40 hours and then we'll be done and delivered. Um, so if you haven't really done a lot of extensive research, maybe time how much how long it takes you to do like a research session. Or if you're not sure how long it takes you to like type a page, like sit down and type out a page and like time that and get a sense of how long it actually takes you to do the thing, right? You know, breaks included if you need time to stare at the ceiling and think about your next thought. Um, because that's going to help you manage your time later. You're like, oh man, I know it takes me like 40 minutes to write a page. I need to have five pages done. I'm going to need four and a half hours to knock this thing out. So I better start well before midnight or it's going to be a long night, right? Um, so that's, that's something I, I think I'm going to start offering to my students as a piece of advice and they start getting, you know, a little bit stressed about time management, which is, well, maybe take one part of the task, time it. I know it sounds stupid, but just time it so that you get a realistic sense of what it takes to accomplish that task. Um, let me ask you this question, cause this came up in the classroom. Is there such a thing as wasted time when writing? Or is there wasted time in writing as a writing process? And the answer may surprise you. I, yeah, well, so the thing, because <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the students that always tell me I'm a better writer when I, or I, I write really well when it's, you know, a few hours before the deadline. That's when I, that's when I'm, you know, writing my best. And I'm like, the, I'm like, sure, you might be using your time more efficiently, but I don't know if you're writing any better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say, oh, I love the rush, the end rush that happens. That's why I wait until the last minute because that's when I get stuff done. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're probably writing a lot more and a lot faster. I don't know if it's any better. So 
so of course my argument would say, you know, there's no such thing as wasted time because if you're taking longer, sometimes the quality of what's coming out is so much better, which actually will save you time later um, because then there's less revision that would probably have to take place because you're kind of revising as you're going. Um, that's something that I actually do quite a lot. Uh, it can take me a long time to write something just because I'm writing as or revising as I'm writing versus if I've got a deadline, if I know I need to submit in two hours, you know, <laughs> sure, I may be writing, but I'm not revising and that's going to cause me problems probably later. But, you know, so I would argue, I would argue that there's definitely no waste of time um, because you may be saving yourself some time later. That's a good point about um, sort of short-term gains versus long-term gains in terms of, of how you spend your time. Jeanette, wasted time in the writing process? I was thinking about what Carrie was saying, actually, and it's really ultimately for me, I'm going to kind of roundabout answer this, because um, Carrie's talking about the process, right? Like, so writing is inherently different than other classes or when you're submitting a final essay, let's say, versus a final exam. At least in my experience, when I would study for final exams, it was needed to cram right at the last minute, right? Like you had it was literally like before I walk into the classroom to take the final, I'm like reading things like and trying to like shove it into my, you know, my short term memory, right? Um, and so writing is the opposite where the more time you have in between drafts the better it is right like and so it's exactly what carrie's saying where even though it feels like it's more efficient to just on demand write it like as you know a lot of high school students have to do um it's actually it goes quicker at the end and the students need the time at the end of the semester to cram for finals and so i try to tell them it's like try to get more of this done early so that you do have time so you are just polishing and like revising and doing little things like at the end when you need your brain for your other finals so so yeah so i don't know if i'm totally answering this question of like wasted time but i think it's like more of looking at time differently i guess and you know i'm agreeing with what carrie said basically Do you believe that time spent in like discovery research or pre-writing, like a like a free write, would you would you perceive that to be wasted time? I think the I can see why it's perceived as wasted time because I think on the part of the student, if there's no product that they can submit from that time, that's seen as wasted. And for them, all they care about is what's being produced what you know what 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 can I turn in and that's why you know I always get that question too if I ask them to do some in-class writing are we gonna have to turn this in like it shouldn't matter whether I'm gonna look at it or not because this is something that's gonna help you with your process but I think that that's they there's this frustration that they have with doing activities that don't you know aren't earning points right away or you know that there's kind of no payoff to and I and I, I wonder if that's just kind of part of the struggle with the school system in general. I don't want to get into like, <laughs> not to turn this into what's wrong with schools or anything like that, but more just that they are grade driven, they are point driven, you know, and, and so if there's no kind of immediate 
payback for that. They don't really, I don't know if they understand the long-term benefits of doing that project um, in the moment, at least. Um, And I get it. I get that it's frustrating because, you know, if, if you're, if you know that you're doing this small, small task, which will help you later on, it's kind of hard to fully invest when the payoff isn't going to be as immediate as you'd like. So I, I appreciate the frustration, but at the same time, there's frustration on my part as an instructor where I'm going, this will help you. <laughs> and trying to get them to see that payoff is, is, is a struggle. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, those are a very deliberate set of leading questions because that's the conversation I ended up having in the classroom this week, which was the student was like, I, I don't know. It's like my thesis is really broad. I don't know how to narrow it. I don't know how to get started on my writing project. You know, he's just all of those those roadblocks that are are fairly common to starting a new writing project, right? Like, you know, what do I write about? What is my interest? And in, in all of those things. And so I suggested, well, why don't you try just doing a free write and seeing, you know, what are some of the ideas that come out of that? Like, what is what is a repeated phrase? What's a repeated idea? What's something that you keep revisiting? in that free write, because then that'll give you a better sense of what you're interested in doing. I said, or you can make time with either myself or someone at the writing center to just do this like orally, just to sit down and have like sort of a conversation to see, you know, where we, where we land. And he's like, uh, I really don't want to waste my time on a free write. He's like, I really don't want to. And then another student piped up and they're like, well, if you don't want to do a free write, they're like, you can do research. You can see what conversations are being had and you can sort of like see what the data is. And I'm like, do you know what you just described? It's called discovery research. And I absolutely agree. He should do that. That is a fantastic idea. And he's like, oh, but I'm, what if I don't use that in my final paper? And then the whole conversation sort of took a right-hand turn into product versus process-based writing. And I said, you know, earlier this evening, you all confessed to me that most of your papers are two to three pages long, that you don't ever get a chance to revise them. A lot of them are timed or have to be done within the time period of the class. Um, you're doing a lot of like short essay type answers. And, and all of that is turned in for a grade. Like all, you, are per, you are producing a product for a grade. And then you came to this classroom, like you're going to do all of this work. And while it contributes to the total number of points in your final essay, it's sort of being perceived as busy work because it's not going to appear in that final product, right? So there's the challenge that we have as an instructor, right? Is convincing our students to let go of the idea of writing as a product-based endeavor. And the question is, is then how do we do that? <laughs> I know, and that's, and I think that that's the hard part because that's something that maybe just with time and experience, they'll eventually figure out. And, but it's frustrating for us because we've had that time and experience. And so we want to tell them, trust me, uh, I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but at the same time, that's exactly what they don't want to hear, you know? Um, so it, it's a struggle to get them to realize it. But I also, like I said, at the, at the start that, you know, we, we recognize that time management is that skill that they're trying to learn. Um, but I think as long as they're open to the fact that that is a skill that they are trying to learn in college, you know, like college is beyond just the subject you're actually there for. It's about learning these lifelong skills too. Um, and not to get all so boxy, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's part of the reason why college is so helpful on multiple levels, because it's teaching you these skills that will be applicable, you know, to things other than just your actual subject of interest, you know, um, 
but like I said, maybe they won't realize it until later, which is kind of the, the sad part for us as teachers, because when they have that aha moment, we're not there to see it. <laughs> and, yeah. we and they, they probably won't email us and say, remember when you talked about time management, Mr. Grazier, and, and, you know, and you really talked and that really sunk in for me. And now I'm applying it. I just want to say, thank you for that. That was me writing an email to you as your, one of your, stu your <laughs> students in the future. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's great. I'd yeah. love to get that email. Yeah. <laughs> you can just simply say you were right. That, that would be fine too. <laughs> All those would be nice questions. So as you're talking about that, I started to think about the, so when, when you say time management, I think of when stuff goes wrong, right? Like, so <laughs> time management, even like, okay. So theoretically, you know, a student can figure out, okay, I need about, you know, this amount of time, like an hour here for this kind of activity, and then put together this very scheduled plan. Um, or maybe it's not like that structured. It's like just something like, and, and I do tell students this, like as they've been writing academically longer, they will know like eventually, like I know more or less how long it's going to take for me to write, you know, a 10 page research essay, right? Like, so the, the, the timing and the sense of that timing will come, but then inevitably things happen, right? Like you work and you get scheduled to work 40 hours in a week or you get sick or your family needs you for something, right? Like, and so I feel like with time management for myself, it's like, that's when I'm like, oh crap, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, how do I do this? So I think one of the things that like, I keep thinking about is that it's also okay if, and maybe I'm tangenting here, like, but it's also okay if you have to adjust, right? Like, so I feel like with time management, it, you know, we're talking about like in a perfect world, right? Like when things, are working right like and it does happen like that too but then there are these other times where it doesn't so i don't know do either of you have thoughts on like when things go wrong <laughs> how do you adjust with, with yourself like with time management yeah i mean it, it it's funny because my job is is so focused on time recording, planning, and management. Because most of our contracts are what are called earned value. And this is of no interest to the listeners. It may not be interesting to my co-host, but it, for the context of my perspective, um, we do earned value contracts, which means that you can work as many hours as you want on the project, but then you have to demonstrate earned value. This benefits the customer how, right? And then they'll be like, yes, we feel that you've justified that earned value. We will pay you the money you ask. If they feel the earned value isn't there, then they pay you less. So we're very big on, on time management from a planning perspective. And most of our discussion has been time management from a planning perspective. But you're right, Jeanette, there is a component we don't talk about, which is the crisis management. Oh, shit. The plan went sideways, right? Like there is a great sort of like TikTok soundbite that's sort of like make the plan, execute the plan, wait for everything to go sideways, forget the plan, right? And so what we're talking about is what happens when we get to step four, which is forget the plan. Um, and then it comes about triaging tasks, right? So triaging is really sort of like picking the priority of tasks. And unfortunately, that's where um, students in the writing classroom tend to cut our work first because it's non-compressible time, meaning you can't do it faster. Or if you do it faster, you do it at the expense of 
meeting the requirements of the prompt? Do you do it at the expense of quality of the writing? You do it at the expense of whatever, right? It's a non-compressible task. And that's one of the things that I have to deal with in my job. When, when we have to get to the point of crisis management and we're triaging tasks, I have to sort of say, where is the compressible time? Where can we remove hours so that we can add those or retain those hours for those non-compressible tasks? And, and that's really up to the individual student, depending on their job and their home life and the other classes. And, you know, um, you have to put some sort of valuation on your different courses. It's like, do you take extra time to cram for OCHEM or do you finish this research paper? And, you know, sometimes they're looking very realistically and pragmatically at their grades. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter if I finish this research project or not. I'm still getting an F in this class. I'm going to go focus on OCHEM, right? Um, or it's preference. I hate writing. It's like pulling out my fingernails. So yeah, that's obviously going to get cut first. And, and that's, that's not something we can help our individual students with other than to sort of to tell them that if they plan ahead of time, if they look at time management from a planning perspective, then it improves the chances that they don't go into crisis mode at the end, right? That they're better prepared for that. And we even had a whole episode about prior planning prevents piss poor performance in writing. It was like episode three last season. So go listen to that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good point, right? Like um, every plan is great until it's not. And, and then it's just, you know, you have to make some very um, considered and deliberate choices about where you spend your time. Uh, that feels like a good place to sort of uh, maybe bring this one to a close. <laughs> Not to be depressing and take it on a down note, but, you know, when it all goes sideways, just, I don't know, vibe with it, man, as the kids would say. Uh, and just remember, and just remember that it takes time. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll stop. I want to, I want to buy a bell. I want to buy a bell. And every time we say it takes time, it's going to be like, <laughs> you should add that. That'd be good. And that'll be your cue to drink. I mean, no, 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 no. You're all children. You're all, <laughs> or don't, if you're not of legal age. Uh, any, any uh, parting words of wisdom for our listeners this week before we bring this one to a complete close? Yeah, I think you arrived where I thought you might arrive, which is like with time management, inevitably, sometimes you have to adjust it. Like even like the best laid plans. What is it? <laughs> I can't think of the expression. The best Those laid plans of mice and men. And then there's some sort of trailing on it. But uh, yeah, also the military has a version, which is no plan survives first contact with the enemy. So <laughs> it's another way of looking at it, you know. You may, at the beginning of the semester, I'm sure your planner is color-coded and it looks beautiful. And I guarantee you at the end of the semester, it does not look like that. No, time is the enemy, right? Like um, it, it inevitably is. The planning does help though. So you're absolutely right. Like when, when things go off the rails, it will go less off the rails if you've already like done a draft, right? Like, so that's kind of the bottom line is like, we keep saying this about writing, but the earlier you start, the more likely it is that when the wheels come off, it won't be so bad. I like that. When the wheels come off, it won't be quite so bad. Yeah, um, it's better to screw up a little bit than screw up a lot. Uh, any other parting words for our, our listeners or uh, Carrie? Um, I, would, I would also say just that, um, like you were saying, just kind of prioritizing. Um, when it comes down to it, if, if you do go into that crisis mode, unfortunately, that's not a reason to, <laughs> you know, ask for an extension or anything like that. Like you have to make choices. You have to make adult choices. Um, and sometimes 
like you said, sometimes that means sacrificing an assignment for the sake of another assignment. And those are hard decisions, but at the same time, you know, those are kind of the consequences that you face. And then you go, okay, next time I'm just going to have to plan better. Um, and that's part of learning. So expect at times to maybe not meet those expectations that you even set for yourself. That's okay. That's part of learning. Um, you know, part of learning is failing a few times. So, I mean, not failing your assignment, <laughs> I mean, failing as far as the expectations you set for yourself. And so, um, it's so it's not the end of the world if you don't, you know, get to submit that essay, you know, or you don't meet the page requirement or anything like that, but, you know, just kind of accept that responsibility and say, next time I'm just going to plan better. Um, yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say that, um, my last rough takeaway here is that this time management scale, like most things that you learn in the writing classroom, isn't necessarily about the writing. It's about getting a soft skill that serves you in all aspects of your academic career and your life. Um, eventually, you're going to have a professional career where people are going to set deadlines and expect you to meet those deadlines, and you're going to have to make some adult choices on how you get there, um, especially if you are lucky enough to have a manager who does not micromanage, who just sort of gives you an assignment and then walks away. So it's going to be up to you to manage your time effectively. All right. I think that'll do it for this episode of Rightfully So. Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you got some helpful hints, tricks, tips, or maybe just a little bit of bitter medicine out of this episode with regards to time management and writing projects. And I'll hope that you'll come back next week and join us for another episode of Rightfully So. And in the meantime, get out there and write something.